Welcome to the Hello First Name Podcast. The Hello First Name Podcast revolves around the term personalization and is brought to you by marketing author Rasmus Holin, founder of Omnichannel Institute and chief experience officer at the marketing automation software company Agilic. The podcast is based on the book Hello First Name. Each episode is based in turn on a chapter from the book, followed by a discussion of the very same chapter with an expert marketing practitioner in the following episode. As always, you can buy the book on Amazon or other bookstores. You can also choose to listen to it all for free on your favorite podcast service. You're also very welcome to download the abstract of the book for free, and all models, of course, are able to download. All downloads are sponsored by Agilic. I'll make sure to put a link to everything in the show notes. But you can always connect on LinkedIn, and I'll be happy to reply and help out. Part 1. What is personalization? Chapter 1. The hype of personalization. For us, at least, the personalization hype started way back in 1993 when Don Peppers and Martha Rogers published The One-to-One Future. Could we get to a place where all communication was individualized or what is now called hyper-personalized for each customer? A place where no one saw the same offers and messages. Surely that would be a good place where consumers would be happy and brands could make a lot of money. Working in digital marketing before 2010 mostly meant building websites and e-commerce solutions. Advertising on Google was still fairly simple and direct marketing was mostly a matter of putting letters in envelopes. So the fact that Peppers and Rogers envisioned a one-to-one future as early as 1993 seems incredible. In a personal conversation with one of the co-authors of Make It All About Me, Colin Shearer, Peppers later shared how he and Rogers had thought of the book as a piece of ma-fi, marketing fiction. At the time, they saw the one-to-one future as a very distant one, if it would ever be possible at all. Clearly, personalization was in its very infancy in 1993. Still, the thought stayed around. Consumers expect personalization, and brands had better deliver. Fast forward to McKinsey's Next in Personalization 2021 report. According to this study, 71% of consumers expect brands to deliver personalized interactions, and 76% get frustrated when this doesn't happen. Does this mean that the one-to-one future is here, or at least that consumers believe it should be? Then we'd better get to work. In fact, a lot of marketers already are. We like to believe that the very soul of personalization, where the customer experience is tailored to each individual, is what appeals to many marketers due to it being more pleasant and presumably less annoying for the customer. But clearly, there is a lot of money in personalization for brands and tech companies alike. The McKinsey report concludes that digitally native direct-to-consumer companies on average can attribute 25% of their revenue to personalized communication. A 2022 study by Forrester Consulting commissioned by Agilic furthermore showed that so-called leaders in the field of personalization are twice as likely to see 10% or more annual growth in revenue. In our daily work, We constantly encounter companies and clients for whom personalization has made a significant difference. An example of this is the online fashion marketplace Minto, which has seen its customer lifetime increase by as much as 31%. In another example, the Danish health and beauty retailer Metas is using personalization and omnichannel marketing to increase the number of its omnichannel customers, customers shopping both online and offline. These customers are nearly worth twice as much as their single channel peers. The Tech Hype of Personalization Chief Martik is an American technology blog and research company headed by the world-famous Scott Brinker. Every year, Chief Martik puts together an overview of the marketing technologies within multiple categories. This overview is called the Marketing Technology Landscape, and for 2022, the landscape was put together with help from the European company Martik Tribe. 
The growth in the number of named technology vendors in this landscape has been immense from approximately 150 providers in 2011 to 9,932 providers in 2022. This is an increase of 6,521%. Obviously, not all of these providers have solutions for personalization, but 17 of the 49 categories in the landscape are closely related to the topic. Martech Tribe has also been looking more closely at which keywords, or even buzzwords, technology providers emphasize on their homepages. In 2022, they researched 226 marketing keywords sourced from Wikipedia and the global review platform G2 Crowd and mapped them against 10,000 Martech vendor websites. Guess what? Personalized marketing was top of the list. We're pretty sure most marketers would concur that these homepages make it appear incredibly easy to get insanely good results by using personalization. Has personalization technology become mature? Gardner's hype cycles illustrate how hyped versus mature a specific technology is in any given year. Roughly speaking, a hype cycle consists of five stages. One, technology trigger. Commercial viability is unproven. Two, peak of inflated expectations. Some companies take action, but most don't. Three, trial of disillusionment. Implementations fail to deliver. Four, slope of enlightenment. Second and third generation products appear and more enterprises fund pilots. Five, plateau of productivity. Mainstream adoption starts to take off. For personalization technology, the developments over the years seem to indicate a growth in maturity. If we look more closely at the entries called personalization, personalization engines, and multi-channel marketing hubs, these all represent marketers' ability to implement personalization, and we should get a deeper insight into how Gardner perceives the progression. We have gathered these in figure three. First, multi-channel marketing hubs, which are mainly used for outbound communication, such as sending personalized emails and messages, have moved considerably along the hype cycle between 2018 and 2022. From the peak of inflated expectations in 2018, far onto the plateau of productivity in 2022. Second, personalization had its very own entry, which actually seemed to flourish from 2014, where it entered the hype cycle at the start of the trial of disillusionment, but quickly jumped into the slope of enlightenment in the following year, and then moved further up in 2016 and 17. Then suddenly it disappeared. Instead, we got personalization engines appearing in the trial of disillusionment in 2018. Moving slowly but steady forwards, in 2022, they were just about to enter the slope of enlightenment. This raises a few questions. Was it a bad idea to put personalization into an engine? And what about the other categories called real-time marketing and personification? They also seem to relate to personalization somehow. Either way, we can conclude on two things. First, Gardner doesn't really seem to help us in terms of getting a clear understanding of the term personalization. Second, the direction is clear. Personalization is moving forward in terms of maturity. So, is it now time for Marfi to become a reality? Or will shoppers forever remain frustrated about the gap between their expectations and what personalization can offer? The conclusion must be that even if the relevant technology isn't yet plug-and-play mature, there is no doubt that personalization is a powerful way of increasing the effectiveness of marketing. You may not be able to create a feeling of one-to-one -one personalization for each and every customer, but as we shall see, less will do. And anyway, how would it be possible to achieve 100% personalization for customers you don't know that well? Moreover, if you could, how would that make those customers feel? As we shall see, personalization has also been met with a lot of criticism. First, it is a term that has a lot of ambiguity. 
Many marketers speak about personalization, but they don't necessarily totally agree about what it is and when it is useful. And speaking of when, personalization is not always the right tactic, since it complements some business scenarios and challenges substantially better than others. So to avoid misunderstandings, bad investments and broken promises, we need more clarity, which the next chapter aims to provide. Thank you for listening in on this episode of Hello First Name. Remember that all models and even a written abstract of the book are available for download. You'll find the link in the show notes. In our next episode, which is more classic podcast style, we'll be discussing the hype of personalization with David Mannheim, thought leader and author of The Person in Personalization.